So one of the big pieces of news this week we'll be talking about on the left wing is the Target boycott, which has been very similar to the Bud Light boycott that conservatives are running with. Uh, We'll be discussing this, whether it is a substantial boycott, whether it is a good boycott, uh, what we think about this in general, the LGBT climate uh, across the country right now. So this is The Left Wing. I'm John Cooper from Counterpoint Politics, joined by Desmond Price of the Independent Thought Podcast and Connor Hallbly, a former Kentucky congressional candidate. Uh, So the long and short of the story is this. Uh, There were basically four things that conservatives were upset about that kind of all led to this target boycott. The first in chronological order was the designer named Eric Carnell. Uh, He's a designer that Target hired to design some of their pride merchandise, and he pissed some conservative uh, Christian factions off uh, by what they call him being a Satanist. Uh, They called him a Satanist because he was uh, making some designs that had Satan in it. I don't know. None of them were featured in the Target thing, but they got pissed about it, and that's what kind of started the momentum here. Um, He, by the way, is not a Satanist. That's just an abject lie. He's come out and said that multiple times, but it doesn't matter to them. Um, The next thing that kind of happened was there was a TikTok that went viral um, of a woman showing, hey, Target is selling uh, trans clothing for children, uh, like tuck-friendly swimwear and uh, chest binders, which was also a lie. They weren't selling that for children. They were selling it, but it was for adults, um, was not in the children's section. Uh, The third part of this is just general anti-LGBT merchandise hate. Um, People think that there shouldn't be any pride section in the children's section because somehow that's indoctrination. Again, that's not what I'm saying. That's what they're saying. Um, but the very last part of the of this boycott has been the kind of anti-rainbow uh, capitalism target as being a phony. They don't actually care about uh, the LGBT cause. They're just profiting off the merchandise, which is I've seen on both sides um, of the aisle being upset about that. And I, I actually generally agree with that one. Um, so leaving this to you guys, uh, what do you guys think uh, about this entire situation? So... First, I want to just acknowledge the fact that, yeah, I don't think Target actually cares about the LGBTQ community. You know, they're just one corporation of many corporations that are engaging in rainbow capitalism, trying to find ways to profit off of being, you know, perception of inclusion. Uh, So I don't actually think that corporate corporate Target cares about this whatsoever. I do feel bad for the workers who have to deal with the harassment that's coming from people going into these stores and destroying, you know, like signs or making a big spectacle of all of this, harassing people. Obviously, I feel bad for these workers. They don't get paid that much money. But obviously, the majority of the focus for me is going to be on the people who are affected by this who are members of the LGBTQ community, specifically the trans community, who have been just absolutely attacked in every way that you can think of, not just like for the, I mean, specifically for this like last year, but even more so going back years and years and years now, but it's been really ramping up this year, you know, specifically in legislature, right? In in 2022, for instance, there were 26 anti-trans uh, laws that were passed in this country out of 174 bills that were introduced In 2023, there were 78 bills that were passed out of 555 bills that were introduced. 
there has been an attack on these people. And every time that any corporation tries to do anything that would be inclusive recently, there is some kind of boycott that is coming down, whether it's Bud Light or M&Ms or even Chick-fil-A now, who I thought was like a right-wing kind of staple is now coming under attack for having a diversity, equity, inclusion program. This, in my mind, is literally getting to the point now where it's not hyperbolic to call it like domestic terrorism. And I really don't think that it is because we are seeing a con a concentrated, concerted attack on basically anyone who will align themselves in a positive fashion with the LGBTQ community. And it is outright scary. And I feel for all of these people around the country right now who are who thought that we were becoming a more inclusive and safe society for them to be a part of. And very quickly, a large faction of this country is slamming the door in their face and trying to make them feel very scared to even be a part of American society. Yeah, and I think that there's definitely a pattern when it comes to, uh, you, you know, if you look at this just from an outsider's perspective, you say, well, why is like swimwear and Target or a Bud Light or M&Ms, like things that would seem, you know, very, very trivial. How come this is what's causing this level of outrage? And I think, I think the pattern shows is that any sort of, uh, reflection of even the tiniest bit of of trans rights or trans identity or an identity different from a you know a, a really puritan identity any reflection of that will be met with uh, with opposition and I think that what that should send a message to everyone on the left or everyone who cares about these issues is that you cannot give uh, these people who are against this you cannot give them an inch. Because, because they will not allow for any sort of, uh, of display of, of trans rights or gay rights or anything like that. So I think what it really tells us is that we, you have to fight back uh, tooth and nail because they will not give you an inch. You cannot give them an inch. I think that also the target thing has really shown that, you know, if I was a teenager who, uh, you know, was part of the LGBT community, you know, Target's probably a place that I would, I would go and buy clothes. And this does have an effect on, on, on everyday people, you know, um, and and I think that 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 is just horrible, and that's something that we need we need to really uh, take into effect because this isn't something that will uh, just affect just a, a few people or people who can handle it. Uh, you know, we all get hate online; we can kind of handle that. But these, this is something that people will see every every day. And I, I think Desmond, you said something about, or Desmond or John, I forget. I'm sorry. Uh, something about how Target employees you know, the people who really do function as the engine of really this economy. Uh, it's people in jobs jobs like that that are having to take the brunt of this. It's not, you know, when Marjorie Taylor Greene or when her sycophants go out there and start uh, yelling at Target employees, it's from, it's from a such a disgusting place of privilege that they're doing that to people who have to come and have to work and have to be part of the system uh, that it, that is truly despicable. So the economic... Uh, you know, systems and, and the LGBT issues and everything is just revolved around this. And, but again, I think I would say that showing how just trivial these issues are that spurn these huge explosions of backlash shows you that these people are not really ones to be reasoned with. What, what, what I like to do, you know, in, in my content, content is break down arguments. You know, I, I'm very interested in how arguments are formed. You know, what are you actually saying here? And the the anti LGBT argument has become so insane, like they've just drank their Kool Aid so much that they're drunk off of it and don't even understand what they're talking about anymore. Because 
essentially there's one tiny little kernel of reality of we want to protect children they shouldn't be we, we shouldn't be transitioning them we think it would be better for whatever and i disagree with that but at least i think morally like yeah no if you don't understand this entire process you don't understand that only about 250 children ever and by children i mean 16 and 17 year olds ever get surgery to mutilate them and as they say like if they actually understood all of this I don't think they'd be saying this, but I can at least get behind that from a moral perspective. But if you expand that argument out to any LGBT pride merchandise and say, because this is people that talk to me and they're like, yeah, no, they're they're for this movement that's mutilating children. It's like, if you're upset about that one thing, be upset about that one thing. But if you're upset about pride shirts being sold to children, that's not that one thing. That's a totally separate thing. That's like me saying Target selling a Easter bunny shirt is supporting the Catholic, you know, pedophile ring. Like, no, they're different things. Like, you cannot just expand that far and be upset about it. And so by doing that, it very much feels like you're against the entire ability of children to wear pride merchandise, which just is such a you're you're assuming that them being gay or them wanting to be gay would be a bad thing, um, which is just homophobic and bigoted um, at, at the very base core level of that argument, um, which is why I think t- three years ago, I was like, we should just ignore this argument. And now, as Desmond, you're saying, it's starting to go into a much more impactful place where we're starting to see actual lives really affected by this. Yeah. I mean, you don't even... I mean, we can talk about this in two separate tracks, but I mean, mm-hmm. even if you weren't talking about laws, the trauma is real mm-hmm. of having to, I mean, basically, and I, I see it just today. I'm on a post on Instagram today, supporting, you know, people who are in the LGBTQ community and having people openly say that, oh, well, they're all pedophiles or mm-hmm. or saying something to that effect. And this demonization of an entire group of people it is beyond overblown. It's beyond like an exaggeration. It is outright dangerous. And now it's leaking over into government. I mean, you have, you know, you have states where, you know, they're saying like, oh, well now like it's okay. Like in Arizona, they passed a, a bill that said, well, teachers can override a student's pronouns if they want to, which is just completely unnecessary. Pronouns are nothing more than just giving someone the respect they're asking for is how they want to be addressed in a school. But maybe you don't think that that's that big of a deal. So over in Wyoming, for instance, they are saying that if even with a parent's permission that a physician does gender affirming uh, care, that physician can face a felony charge up to 10 years in jail. And again, that's even if you have the parent's permission. And in Oklahoma, they brought forth a bill that said you will get felony charges providing gender-affirming care for people up to the age of 26. So forget children. We're not talking about adults. So this is this what they refer to as a culture war, which is not a culture war. This is people's human rights, their civil rights that we're talking about are now being infringed upon. Now that's turning into laws around this country that are directly impacting people in a way that when they say that they feel like they're trying to be erased from society, some people said that that's a little hyperbolic. I don't think it is whatsoever. We are talking about them having their existence being like saying like, oh, you can't be in these public places. Oh, you can't, you know, like express yourself the way you want to in society. We have to remove all depictions of you in any books that we're seeing. If you're around our kids, you're somehow trying to be a pedophile. And I, 
I am legitimately scared for these people. I am worried about them seeing this authoritarian kind of nightmare takeover. C- could you imagine if the opposite were happening for Christianity, for instance, right? If we were saying, oh, well, the Catholic Church has been abusing kids for for decades and decades, which there is proof of. And we're going to use that justification to go ahead and remove Christianity and all like mentions of it from schools and from, you know, we got to take down churches in public because we can't be showing displays of this. The way they try to like take down displays of pride everywhere. You know, that would never be okay. And no one would ever advocate for that because we can clearly, you know, differentiate between what is, you know, basically people who are Christians who are doing something wrong and everyone else who just believes in Christianity. But for this movement that they're creating, they're not creating any differentiation at all. If you are a member of the LGBTQ community, they are treating you as somehow a, a somehow you're going to be harming children, that you are a, a demon, a Satanist. And I think that if you are in a place where you haven't like chosen a side yet, it's also kind of part of the problem. Like We need to be behind the people of this community and supporting them into what is honestly a very frightening time in American history. Yeah, I would, uh, to kind of expand upon that, I think we're really dealing with two, as far as kind of uh, people who are directly opposed to uh, this stuff, I think we're dealing with two kind of distinct yet connected groups of people. One is the people who actually believe this. And those are the people you see going into Target or, uh, you know, zealots, people who are just displaying disgusting behavior. And to be fair, that's that's terrible, but that's, that's a relatively small group of, of them. The ones that are also equally as bad i think we should expose them as well as the ones who use this we don't really care and probably don't even believe it but the ones who use it for their own political gain or for their own uh, selfish purposes you know i believe that there are congress uh, republicans out there specifically who don't really believe this they even have gay or trans friends i'm you know i'm sure a lot of them do but use this simply as a political tool and a political pawn and for them to to do that and to put people's lives direct lives in, in direct danger uh, I think it's disgusting. So I, I don't think it's, I think, and I don't see anyone doing this, but it's like, we really shouldn't try to establish, establish does this person really believe it? Uh, that's, that's not the, the question. Like you said, Desmond, there is a line here. And you, this is not a great gray line. This is black and white. You have to determine what side of the line you're on. Are you an ally or are you not? Um, and that doesn't mean you have to go out and, and protest every, every week or, or get into, into fights for, for this or whatever, but you have to make it clear what side you're on. Uh, are you on the side of, of, of people who want people to have freedoms and want kids to grow up and you know be themselves and, and not face this kind of pressure? Or are you uh, do you want to p- put people down and do you want to create the lives of LGBT uh, youth worse? So uh, I think that's the real line that we're we're trying to establish. And I think that's what we should be thinking about. Yeah, I, I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head here of you have two separate camps. Like you have the actual religious zealots and then you have the people who are going along with them because of the power trip. And I think the left in the past has been just as guilty of this at times of like, hey, we feel like we have the moral high ground. and We're going to rain down our righteous authority on XYZ corporation or entity or whatever. And I think that this is more of a a human nature thing that happens when you don't actually under like think about what you're talking about think about what you believe in and use those principles to uh, apply to your actions uh if you just go oh well 
this is our side and we don't want to mutilate children. So we're going to you know, attack anyone who says otherwise. And we're not going to actually look at this and think about what should be done here. Then you end up with this movement. And I think there was a uh, there was a Republican uh, state state congressman in Louisiana. And there was a bill similar to the ones that you mentioned, Desmond, um, to eliminate access to you know gender affirming care for for trans kids. And the Republican congressman stopped it from being voted on because he was like, hey, guys, our state did a study into this and it showed absolutely no problems with any of this. It wasn't harming children at all. No one had been harmed. There's no reason to do this. And I was like, God damn, a breath of fresh air. That's fine. Like, like, that's what you should be doing. You should be looking at the facts, looking at these studies that come out and go, this is how we make this decision. But they're not doing that. They're not even attempting to. And even when in the state of Louisiana, every other Republican voted for that, even though the study that they did didn't support their reasoning. Um, and so, I, you know, it, it, I, I talk about this with people all the time. If anyone out there, um, and I realize my uh, video just stopped there, but if anyone out there has like questions about this and thinks they're like morally right and confused why anyone would be for the mutilation of children as people are calling it i suggest you reach out to people like myself people like other you know left-wing people and trans and gay people and other members of your lgbt community and have a serious conversation about it because that's the only way that you're ever going to be able to actually confirm whether your beliefs are real or not you know it's again i, I was saying earlier this is a a really damning time in our history. And, you know, I've also mentioned in the past that I'm really scared of people who take these authoritarian angles, you know, because on one hand, you know, the the argument that it's trying to be made, which I, I don't even think it's in good faith, but I'll, I'll just address it anyway, is that, um, you know, like, oh, well, you know, we, we have to, we have to do this because we have to protect children. It's like, well, no one's coming after your child. You know, there, there's no law being put into place that is forcing your child to get gender affirming care. There is just that under the current circumstances, if a parent wanted to allow their child to receive gender affirming care, that parent had the right to make that decision for their child. But now authoritarianism is creeping in and they're saying, no, we want to be able to remove the ability for that parent to make that decision for their child. And that is mind blowing to me because it's not enough that you can make that decision for yourself and your own family. You want to remove those decisions for other people and for their families. And this also comes from people who generally say that they want smaller government and government not to be involved in their lives, but yet they're willing to make these decisions for other people. It is absolute insanity to me. Like truthfully it is. And again, I just want to extend just like, sympathy to the highest level to all the people out there who are being affected by these laws because honestly with the way that the internet is now like even if it's just a small group of people who are going into places like target and doing these things it's only happening in a few different spots in america those videos circulate online and they're seen by tens of millions of people and all of those people now have to deal with the trauma of is this going to happen to me what happens if i go out in public and i run into one of these people you know, so it has a tangible effect on people's lives. We cannot understate that. And I, I really hope that we can find a way to galvanize more people to come out in support of the LGBTQ community because the right wing is trying to consolidate around trying to demonize them. 
especially the people on the Daily Wire, for instance, who seem to every single day, I'm looking at Matt Walsh, Michael Knowles in particularly, want to consistently try to push this narrative of we have to make companies scared to be inclusive because that's what a country needs. We need to be condemning people like that to the highest degree. People need to be out in front of this issue. Yeah, and I would just I, I would just expand on that and say that really I think the best approach and probably the most difficult approach is really a two-pronged approach. One of them is, you know, we want to educate people who are open that to like the history of LGBTQ in, in, in this country and around the world, you know, the history of, of gender transition and how, com, you know, the, the kind of interesting kind of historical portions of it. Because I think there are people whose minds can't be changed. You know, people really don't pay attention to politics and maybe, maybe that much really don't have an opinion. You know, I think we should be open and explain things to them. And I think at the same time, the people like the Daily Wire people or the people who you know are not acting in, in good faith, you just need to be, you know, as assertive as possible. And it's like, I'm not here to explain this to you. I'm just here to stop you from doing from doing damage. So it's it's both educate educating people who seem like they may be open. And at the same time, to people who are not going to be open, we have to be as assertive as possible. We have to fight back as, as hard as we can.